for tuning in to another episode of Dairyland Frights, the paranormal podcast that covers everything spooky, creepy, and mysterious in the Midwest. My name is John, and I'm here today with my two co-hosts, Brooke and Megan. Hey, Brooke, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Pretty excited. Another funny, fun, interesting story for you guys. Megan, how's your Sunday going? It's going well. I've been staying at home, not doing much, but this podcast is going to be great today. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, we have some really good uh, uh, topics today. The Ridgeway Ghost and the Mineral Point Vampire. So uh, what I always say, New York, you don't always have vampires in California. We got vampires in Wisconsin, too. So, (laughs) But before we get into (laughs) it, let's start off with a quick paranormal news segment from Megan. Take it away, Megan. All right. Thanks, John. This story that I'm going to tell you about today is really interesting, especially because a few weeks ago, we did another podcast episode about Holy Hill. And this paranormal news kind of ties in with that, which we thought that was very interesting. So if you are someone who's on Facebook, feel free to follow along as I tell this story go to Facebook and look up Holy Hill Art Farm. You'll see when you look at it, you know, it's a very bright, welcoming, fun page. It's about this uh, rustic farm venue in Hubertus, Wisconsin. So this one post that they made back in March 29th of 2022, um, it, it's very interesting. It's not, you know, their normal posts. That's It has 2.5 thousand reactions and 1.3 thousand comments. So wow. we looked into it and something very interesting about it. And by the way, if you want to find it, use the search feature on their Facebook page and look up a word like paranormal and you'll find it. Anyways, so the post reads from this art farm, Our trail camera set up in the southwest cornfield captured a very creepy figure walking along the edge of the field. The camera, with no easy access from the road, is a motion sensor camera and only takes pictures when something triggers the device. This almost proves that the figure must have been moving for the camera to have taken a photo. So you can see this photo on their post and it kind of looks like this tall, thin woman who might be wearing this like white nightgown or dress. It's very spooky. And the interesting thing is that this figure, she's almost as tall as the corn stalks behind her. And I had to look this up, but uh, Wisconsin corn stalks, they can be like six to eight feet or even taller. So this is a really tall figure. Yeah, it's interesting. So then I decided to look at the comments, you know, what do people think that this figure is? And some people are saying, oh, it kind of looks like someone in like an old nurse's uniform. Mm, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. I can so, see that. Yeah. Or um, yeah. there were some people who were a bit more skeptical in the comments. Some people were saying it kind of looks like an old feed bag that got stuck in the corn, which very well could be um, yeah. with it being around corn. So I don't know. I What do you two think this looks like? Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, I could, I I was also reading the comments on that post and I saw people say that, but it definitely looks like it has like two distinct legs Mm. and a head. So it's it's a little odd. And I know the, 
um, the people who posted at the um, Holy Hill Art Farm, they they didn't seem to think that it was a feed bag. So they they thought it was no. Like, and they also someone mentioned that it almost looks like she's like carrying something because she's kind of hunched right. over. I know Megan when I when we first talked about this, Megan was like, "Oh, it's like me running to the to the kids <laughs> in the middle of the night to get shredded cheese." <laughs> you know, me just getting my snack. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's funny. And it maybe it like I could definitely just see it being like a real person just wandering out in the fields at night too, and not even like sure. a ghost. But yeah, what do you think, John? So what's really interesting about trail cams is people don't understand. They're really hard to, um, how do I say, like, fake stuff with? Because basically right. all they are is a camera. And uh, I've never used some, but my some of my cousins are big hunters. So basically it's just a camera with a motion detector. So if something goes past, takes a picture. That's it. So there's no way to kind of like photoshop things or anything like that you would have to really kind of go out of your way to do it because it's very simple tech mm-hmm. so to me it looks like someone and it's really hard you know your eyes play tricks on you but kind of looks like someone is running for something or running to try to get something but it's it's a real cool picture and right uh, mm-hmm. uh, interesting to say it the least. definitely looks like she's moving pretty quickly if it is yeah. a figure it's interesting so right. i wanted to learn more you know from the comments so i looked at a few and one woman named wendy she wrote there are definitely spirits roaming this area i used to hear kids laughing and playing in the middle of the night during the summer months when the windows were open nice. i actually got up out of bed to check on my kids and they were sound asleep <laughs> So there's there's other mysterious things happening in this area, and we know that since it's so close to Holy Hill, and I'll talk about that right. in a few minutes. But another woman named Carol wrote, spirits are all around us. They will not hurt you. I know this because the property where I live has many spirits. Take some time to study the area and who lived there in the past. It's exciting to learn from them. Oh, so I thought I like that was that. a, yeah, it's like an interesting view on it, but Something interesting I wanted to look up is how far away from Holy Hill Basilica, the church in the area, how far is that away from Holy Hill Art Farm? And it's only three and a half miles away. So I don't think it's a coincidence that there's just so much paranormal activity going on around this area. And if you as listeners want to learn more about that, we have an entire episode dedicated just to the legends of Holy Hill. I believe it's our episode number five. So you can take a look at that. We talk about the hermit of Holy Hill. And we also talk about the goat man of Hogsback Road. So if you want to hear more creepy stories from this same area, definitely check it out. Brooke actually told multiple personal stories that she had from the area and they're really great. So you won't want to miss them. So definitely take a look at our old um, number five episode. And I also wanted to point out, we are going to be starting an Instagram for Dairyland Fright. So if you'd like to see this, yeah, we want to see this mysterious, creepy photo (laughs) that the art farm posted. We are going to put that on our Instagram page for all of you to check out. So look us up, Dairyland Frights. And without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and pass it on. We're going to focus on some other really cool stories from the town of Mineral Point, Wisconsin, which has this odd amount of paranormal activity going on. So I am very excited to learn more about this. So we're going to start off with John and he's going to tell us about the Ridgeway ghost. 
So thank you, Megan. That was really interesting. And yeah, on our uh, Instagram, please share any creepy pictures you may have. Uh, you know, we can figure out if they're fake, though. So don't try to run one path. <laughs> We're smarter than that, right, Megan and Brooke? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> scary is scary. If you send a scary picture, we love it, you know? Um, so Ridgeway Ghost, ladies, <laughs> this is really interesting. So... Um, just really quickly, um, I want to tell you about my uh, footnotes here so I get those out of the way so everybody gets credit. So J.A. Hernandez, I got this from Horror History, a New York Times article from the uh, early uh, 1900s, and also a book by William Horner uh, called The w Wisconsin Ridgeway Ghost. This is actually kind of an interesting book. Uh, book uh because it's a kid's book <laughs> hmm. so it's kind of interesting somebody did the kid's book about the ridgeway ghost which you're gonna find out maybe it's not for kids so let's start out where ridgeway is if you're not from wisconsin it's about southwest wisconsin there's a small town it's called ridgeway it's about 600 people and uh it's one of the few ghosts though that throughout the history would be rumored to have killed the living um, so the first ghost that someone can say someone died from this ghost okay and one of the topics we'll have to uh, cover megan and brooke and some topics about how ghosts have killed people <laughs> Which yeah is it's always been interesting like people literally dying of fright uh so anyway it haunts the U.S. Route 151 between Dodgeville and Blue Mounds, which is basically about 40 minutes away from my house. Uh, it's just a roughly 20-mile stretch of road, um, primarily farmland. And it does go, I'm sorry, I just wanted to say it does go right to Mineral Point, too, which will tie into our wow. following stories. So it's kind of it interesting. Is. It, like, Look connects it Bridgeway and Mineral Point. So, it's, yeah. yeah, very intriguing. We're so professional. Right? Um, <laughs> So one of the things I'm going to give you a quick history. I won't use my old Tommy voice this time because <laughs> oh darn. Well, maybe I will. <laughs> uh, but anyway, maybe once in a while. You anyway. So the entire <laughs> area of southwestern Wisconsin had a population explosion in the 1830s, with about 10,000 immigrants coming every year to work in the lead mines, and you know many tried to make it their home. And that to me is crazy because you think about it 10,000 immigrants coming to Ridgeway every that's year. a lot that's right? a lot right so <laughs> this is even funnier to me because if you know Ridgeway or any small town in Wisconsin you're kind of like especially us who have lived in Wisconsin pretty much all our lives um it was a wild place <laughs> <laughs> with lots of gambling and drinking and fighting and knifings and shootings and knifings. Really, so there was like no law. Like you could literally just go to a bar and stab somebody and everybody'd be like, Well, shouldn't oh, have well. been there. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. Start a fight. Like, that's my woman. Bam, you know. Uh so it's sounds very so like any of these shows you've seen about the old west, that was Ridgeway, Wisconsin at one time. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it is, but it, yeah, it makes sense. I yeah, I have a couple stories for later, and I'm like, it definitely all makes sense knowing what I know yeah. now. <laughs> it's just, it just bizarre to me because going to Ridgeway now or go on Google or Earth and look at it, you're like, huh? 
<laughs> just doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Anyway, so on May 1st, 1913, a fire swept through the downtown area of Ridgeway. High winds quickly spread. It burned through most of the buildings downtown, including the post office bank, lumber yard, uh, train depot. And here's the, here's the funny thing is, after that, the Ridgeway Fire Department was established. So they didn't even have mm. a fire department. Oh. Oh, so after the fire, how they do right. Yeah, so it just basically destroyed the town. Mm. So anyway, <laughs> so really, what they found out was that's kind of when this Ridgeway ghost happened. So I kind of get into that because this is to me really, really interesting. Um, what the first thing I find interesting is some people claim that the ghostly activity increases every 40 years and this is starting in the 1850s so you can mm. mark your calendar i guess <laughs> when it's gonna happen now this is the weird thing and and please uh megan and brooke tell me if you've ever heard anything like this because this is really strange so the ridgeway ghost can change its shape at will from a man with a whip who knows why a dog mm. a sheep a pig a horse and a ball of fire, and my favorite, <laughs> what? <a> horseman. <laughs> and wow. also, I'm not finished yet. This <laughs> keep going. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. A young woman, an old woman, and more. So, can I ask you both? Have you ever heard of a ghost that can do all those things, including animals? That Anything is. Ring a bell with either one of you. That's interesting. To me, that sounds more like I, I feel like don't like skinwalkers. Isn't that more of a thing that's supposed to be able to right. change its form? I don't know about a yeah, ghost. Not like a pig and a horse and a sheep. That's and a true. Dog. That's, that's pretty wild. Right. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Very well, weird. Mean, Megan, what do you think? I like how this Ridgeway ghost, it covers the gamut. You know, if there's a farm animal you want to be, like it can be it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's very versatile. Yeah. No, I have not heard of any ghost being able right. to do this. Ne- neither have I. I've heard like a ghost will be an, a ghost of an animal, like a horse, and you'll see the horse, or you'll see the man, and, and there'll be a man or maybe a woman, but then it just can I kind of can do it. Now, here's the other thing I think is, is scary, very scary. Ghost appears out of nowhere, and it attacks a person, often travelers, and then disappears. So if you remember from our hmm. last not so mini episode, the Banshee of South Dakota, right. please look at that one because it's kind of interesting. She would just appear out of nowhere. <laughs> right. Just, here she is. And you're like, uh, okay. So right. <laughs> I, I just, I've never heard anything like that in all of my research and all my things of listening to podcasts and reading books and that this ghost appears out of nowhere. It could be a pig. So you could just be like walking down the street, a pig comes out in front of you and attacks you. Like, oh, that's Wisconsin for you. Yeah, it is. Right? And the headless horseman, I think, is kind of funny. That's I think is just a little bit of fun with people because is, headless yeah. horseman, right? There, that's there was, interesting. John, yeah. there is I do have something oh, that might say go. into that. I I'm gonna save it for later because All I right. think it, it's it's a funny story, but it could actually tie into that very interestingly. Love it. Love it. So let's get to the first thing. Okay. So one of the they call it folk tales. I don't know why. Kind of lends itself, I guess, to a folk tale. 
Dr. Cutler of Dodgeville, of course it's Dr. Cutler, um, <laughs> he told a story that a ghost appeared on the pole of his wagon. So Dr. Cutler saw the, saw the Ridgeway ghost or phantom three times in his life. And the third time killed him from <gasps> fright, according to the New York Times article. Wow. <laughs> so remember, this is so weird, right? Remember we did uh, Haunted Roads and Bridges about you have to, um, oh, please help me out, ladies, where you drove in Evansville to this one area and you had to do it three times before old man. Yeah, weary road. Weary, weary, weary road, yeah. road. Thank you. So listen to that podcast because it's kind of the same thing, right? Everything happens in threes. Mm-hmm. Isn't that mm-hmm. weird? Three knocks. You hear three knocks in your house. That's the devil or demon, you know, uh, mocking the Trinity. 3 a.m. You wake up. Could be something bad. Isn't that mm-hmm. strange? You guys. It is interesting. What do you feel about that? Yeah, I do see that pop up a lot. I Yeah. I don't know, though. Yeah. It could be. Could be yeah. something to it. Yeah. Megan, uh, what do you think? Three. Uh, Why is three? Well, something that just makes me laugh is the first two times he saw the ghost, I guess it wasn't that scary. Yeah. I guess yeah. the, the third time right. was just, that was enough. Right. Just yeah. get him right in. Yeah. Weird, right? So I'll just get your Times article, and I'll put a link on the website, or if we want to put it on our Instagram page, uh, we will do that too if we, if we feel that would be a great thing for you guys to read, because it's a great article from the New York Times <laughs> <laughs> An established cool. newspaper, obviously. Right? Yeah, very established. About Ridgeway, Wisconsin. So I think it's <laughs> uh, and a ghost. So the same article had the tale of John Lewis, who who encountered a giant dark figure on his way home from helping a friend butcher animals. So he must have killed the pig, and you know the other pig was mad, I guess, at the Ridgeway ghost. So this is funny too. So John Lewis attacked the strange figure with a knife. Of course, you would do that. And then he was found semi-conscious the following day. He Ooh. said he had been plucked up in the air and tossed around, describing something similar to that of a tornado. Okay. Oh, oh, crazy. And then guess what happened, ladies? Uh, John Lewis died a few hours. after. Oh, no. There's a pattern here. Mm, right? So Very interesting. Those are two deaths. Now, I've heard, again, maybe we'll cover this as a topic, People die in a fright or someone being assaulted, but two deaths in a row? Interesting. And then it was with so much force as a tornado. Wow. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot of energy. So, that is. what was interesting to me was um, <laughs> the W files at the website. And I don't want to spurge anybody from going to this website, but I'm going to tell you it was like it was created in the 80s. So I don't <laughs> mean, I'm sure people, you know, doing their best, like we do our best. However, it does have an entire page of stories about the Ridgeway ghost. Oh, wow. Really just people talking about if they've seen it and stuff. But everything from ghostly hands playing poker to a giant vanishing pigs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go with the pigs. Hey, that gave a farmer such a fright that he became what? Sick and died. So this is the third one. Wow. So people who see this ghost, even if it's a pig ghost, are dying. So, you know, I think it's kind of interesting uh, how all these people are dying in this town. Now, remember, this is a town full of knives and fightings and 
disease. So we'll talk about it, yes or no, if we believe in this, obviously, at the end of my episode. But So Charles E. Brown, the director of Wisconsin Folklore Society, wrote a four-page collection in 1943 about the stories of the Ridgeway Ghost. It's worth a read. And I think, like, most things in history, there are similarities to more modern tales told. So it is a book out there um, that both you could read. You know, it's just the kind of the same old, same old, oh, we saw these ghosts and shadows and apparitions and all that good stuff. But being that three people died, just really quickly before I, I go on to how the origin of the Ridgeway Ghost. Brooke, what do you think? <laughs> Have you ever heard of like three people dying with a ghost again? Like I said, I haven't. Uh, no, I really haven't. I feel like that's, I mean, even what Megan said earlier in the episode, that uh, that Facebook comment where they said the spirits are not there to hurt you. They won't harm you. So I, I haven't, yeah. I honestly, even like the evil spirits you hear about, I haven't really heard of it like harming anyone, maybe shoving right. someone or yeah. maybe, yeah. you know, being a nuisance, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But that's, uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Uh, Megan, what do you think? I'd be interested to hear if there are more stories of people seeing this ghost taking different forms. Cause you said it could be, yeah. you know, a dog or a sheep. So it's very interesting that there's yeah. this repetitive, like pig apparition sort of thing. So I know if I ever see pigs, I'm running the other way. Run, run the other way. It's decided. Yeah. Very, very well, spooky. Don't look at your barbecue ribs the same again. <laughs> I don't know if I can give that up. <laughs> Um, so the origin of the Ridgeway ghost, there's been many stories. So let's start with the first one. Uh, two teenage brothers at, um, the Killip saloon in 1840, two brothers ages four and 15 were murdered. Uh, the motivation is unclear why they were murdered, but one of the brothers was tossed into a fireplace. No. Oh, wow. They burned to death. The other brother froze to death as he attempted to run away from town. Somehow from those deaths arose the Ridgeway ghost. So, okay, that's the first one. So keep these in the back of your mind, ladies, and we'll kind of see what you think. (laughs) My favorite, the bar brawl. (laughs) Oh, boy, I'm ready. Around the 1840s, of course, you got to have a bar brawl. Come on. Uh, The village resulted in the murder of a man, of course. Now, there aren't a lot of details here, but there were plenty of saloons where it's reasonable to assume Brawls broke out. Yeah, it's the 1800s. Everybody fought. <laughs> um, and people were killed. So why it turned out that one of them turned into an aggressive ghost? Is eh, anyone's guess. So next one, the New York Times article. So on December 7th, 1902, the New York Times published a story called Some Wisconsin Ghosts. And in the same <laughs> article that I mentioned above regarding Dr. Cutler at the beginning of this uh, Ridgeway Ghost section, he is supposed to be the wrath of a man in the lead mining days before the Civil War. Oh, so, okay. So if you're going... <laughs> so the Civil I'm a big history buff. I don't know if I ever told you that, but I'm a huge history buff. So the Civil War in Wisconsin was not... We weren't a state that people wanted. We were basically... There was Camp Randall. Yes, that is a Civil War site. But we were mostly prisoners were brought here. So people looked at Wisconsin like, what Wisconsin? You're a prisoner in Wisconsin. We we had fighting and there were a couple battles, but not really. So 
I don't know about that one. And then the last one is it's made up <laughs> because there are no police reports, no pictures or videos. Um, I did see this YouTube video where this guy was walking around Ridgeway. <laughs> it's like a 20 minute video. And again, I love all our people who are doing paranormal and starting out just like us. But he just walked around and he kind of <laughs> talked about things. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you watch it if you want to. Um, his name was Jay Nathan Couch. Um, oh. So, uh, he's, heard yeah, he's the guy who wrote the um, <laughs> the book about the goat man, I think. Oh, I'm pretty, okay. sure he's, I'm pretty positive. I know I've talked about him in like a very recent episode. Seems like a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Seems fun. There's so um, many like recurring characters in like the Dairyland Fright yeah. Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's awesome. <laughs> um, and I did find a few stories from locals um, that said the entire thing had been made up in the 1850s to scare troublemakers out of town. <laughs> I mean, so, I could okay. see it. Maybe. Okay. So like the other origin stories, you know, again, I couldn't verify this. I, I really looked around. also read about some comments on Facebook. I have to say they were very lame. It was <laughs> like, I saw the ghost when I was walking my dog. Okay. <laughs> like, well, okay, maybe right. they did. <laughs> okay, you did. You did. No pictures. Just whatever. So anyway, I didn't include those. Um, uh, what we were trying to, with research today. But like I said, Jay Nathan uh, Couch um, also did a, uh, there's a children's book by William Horner. And yes, you can go on Amazon and buy this book. It's kind of out of print. And I found one that I was going to buy because I was thinking, oh, I'll support the local guy. For some reason, it was $275. Oh, ooh, damn. Man, it's expensive. I don't know why. It's expensive. <laughs> huh. So, here, though, is a quote from a, a former Ridgeway resident. I used to live in Ridgeway. It is very interesting, but sadly, not many paranormal things happen. The water tower has a ghost painted on it, which it does. <laughs> if you go past Ridgeway, there is oh, a that's ghost. that's awesome. That's so cool. On the water tower. Um, <laughs> and it's still to this day, by the way. You can go and look it up. It's pretty, pretty interesting. And the police have a ghost on their crest. Which you can go online, you can see that. So yeah, that's awesome. Just like our hodag, and just like uh, Peppy, not Peppy. Uh, the I'm sorry, the the water cryptid. Yeah, uh, that's Peppy, like Peppin Monster. Peppy, yeah. Okay, you know where people dive in and they say, "Hey, we're gonna make this part." So Ridgeway has dove all the way in, being that the the police have a crest and it's on the water tower. It is widely talked about there, and it's a fun story to hear about. Not really, people are scared. Even the elementary book uh, school has books about ghosts, and they talk about ghosts <laughs> all the time. Which why didn't I go to that school? Come on, right? That sounds awesome. So the, so the town is rich in ghost lore, and they even have a festival every year and a ghost run. Oh, nice! Yeah, they really, you know, really go into. It. I even saw like in some local bakery had like ghost cookies and they're like I said they have a ghost run and and some people put on sheets and run and you know what I mean with the eye holes and kind of cheesy way of being <laughs> a ghost. Um so you know what you do you think about the oh ghost? That's terrifying. <laughs> so I'm gonna start with you Megan. Real or not? 
I'm going to lean towards not. I feel like a lot of the stories Ooh. could just be explained by just regular physical happenings. Plus, it's giving me, like you said, like hodag vibes. Like, oh, we're going to make mm -hmm. this into like a bunch of scary stories we tell in the dark. So, but I do think it's a cool premise. I will give them that. Yeah. And yeah. Brooke, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know what I believe that it's like one ghost who did all these crazy things. Like to me, I, I don't know, like, especially after reading about Mineral Point, it seems like this, uh, like Southwest area of Wisconsin is very like rich with ghost lore, despite having yeah. like a very low population there. There's a lot of like spooky stuff going on in the area in general. So I could see it being like, there are different paranormal occurrences, but that they're not all like one ghost right. that's just been haunting the crap out uh -huh. of everybody so I, I don't know i feel like i lean more towards yeah there's some spooky stuff going on but it isn't all connected yeah. in the way that they're saying but yeah. yeah i think that's really cool i think it's a scooby-doo plot i think it's <laughs> yeah. like old man wilbur oh old <laughs> man wilbur and they ripped that go and he's been mm -hmm. get away from my town I let, you know so um <laughs> i could see that yeah right um, cause here's where I always, you know, like, I, like all of us have read numerous ghost stories, podcasts, listened to, you know, what typically is it's like, here's the ghost. It shows up at three and that, you know, that's a residual haunting, right? Okay. Three o'clock. Here mm -hmm. comes old man will be and they're walking down the hall <laughs> or intelligent haunting, right? Where you walk in. And, you know, you, you sit down uh, and then all of a sudden, I don't know, your TV turns on and off or you know, the lights go on and off and you don't know what's going on. But with this, it's just to me so much like it can be a pig. It can be a woman. <laughs> it can be a headless horseman. Can be, like, mm -hmm. Right. And being that people die from fright on the third time to to Megan's point, why wouldn't you die to fright on the first time? Because it's a go. <laughs> right. <true. sighs> anyway, so. I'm going to give a big no to, I love it though, that Ridgeway is um, kind of uh, you placing the arms around this and saying, hey, you know, yes. it's fun. And everyone has a little fun about it. So I love that, that too. is really fun. And maybe we would do an investigation there and whether prove the ghost is there or not. So, so <laughs> just <let's> us <laughs> going yeah. up to random farm animals. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing our EM whatever thing at. <laughs> I see you. Okay. has one. I do have one. <sighs> nice. So here's one that I think is kind of interesting. I've heard about it. Uh, I think if you're only in Wisconsin, you've probably heard about it. But it's the Mineral Point Vampire. Take yes. it away, Brooke. Oh, my gosh. I had heard of this, but I honestly, oh, my gosh, just such a funny story. But. So uh, I want to talk about a couple of the sources. So I, I have this book called Chasing American Monsters by Jason Offit. Um, it's a fun, it kind of goes through like cryptids, the most popular cryptids from each state in the U.S. It's very fun, but it just gives like a very high level, like very, very high level overview of like every story. But I would definitely recommend it. Um, and then the Wisconsinology website, uh, the Ranker website, which was kind of interesting. And then also, it's interesting that you mentioned the W files, because I found a couple uh, quotes from that as well. Actually, it was like a book, too. I think it's a website and a book. But oh, okay. um, yeah, they popped up in my research as well. 
Um, so this is gonna be a fun story. So you'll have we'll have to decide by the end whether we think that this spring-heeled being is a real vampire or a cryptid, or <laughs> is it just a wacky local goth with an interest in parkour? <laughs> I'm so intrigued. <laughs> It's oh. very intriguing. Hey, hey uh, Brooke, can you yeah. explain parkour to our audience who may not know what that is? It's oh it's yeah. <laughs> well, I would recommend watching the uh, the cold open to the office episode yes. where, they're, where they're trying out parkour. Uh, but it's basically trying to get from like one location to the other in like a creative, crazy way, like doing flips, jumping off walls, jumping, <laughs> climbing up walls, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And it definitely seems like this, uh, this mineral point vampire had a, had an in interest in this um, as we will, as we'll find out. <laughs> hardcore, hardcore. hardcore. <laughs> you gotta watch the office. Uh, yeah. So open. So funny. Yeah. I always think about that. Yeah. Very fun. <laughs> Um, so let's set the scene a little bit. We, we were just talking about Ridgeway. So Mineral Point is like a 15 minute drive from Ridgeway um, down 151. So it's in the um, same general area. And this story kind of takes place over the span of quite a few years. So 1981 was the first sighting and 2008 was the most recent sighting. So uh, pretty wide span of time. And um, also Mineral Point is about 45 miles west of Madison, Wisconsin, too. So um, it's in the Driftless area of Wisconsin, so it's surrounded by forests and hills, and it's very picturesque. And if you're not familiar with, like, what that term means, basically, pretty much all of Wisconsin was, like, mowed over by glaciers way back in the in the day. I don't know. I'm not even going to estimate a time. Right. But there's a certain area of, like, southwest Wisconsin, basically, like, the lower left quadrant of Wisconsin was not um, touched by glaciers. So it's called the Driftless area, and it is a lot more, like, hilly and... Um, just very pretty, like uh, more so than the rest of Wisconsin. Um, obviously, like there's tons of forests up in the north, but it's very like flat. The rest of the state's very flat. Um, so the city, it's very cute. It has like a adorable little downtown area with like old stone buildings. I love all the towns like out in this area. They're so pretty and fun. Um, and today the population of the town is 2,500 people. So it has been about that number for a long time, at least since the early 90s. Um, and another source, so this is kind of interesting, John, you said that there was like a big population boom yeah. in um, like, I think it was like the 1840s or something Correct. like that, because people were going there for Red like mine. mining. Yeah. And mm -hmm. all these different um, jobs. And the population actually of Mineral Point got to like uh 3400 i think wow. at its peak and then it like dropped which is kind of unusual so it like yeah. steadily like went down from that point um until now so it, it was at its lowest point actually in 1980 so that's when our story starts when the population was at its lowest point mm. um and there also are some people who say that people left the town because of alleged paranormal activity, which I don't, <laughs> I cannot find any evidence of that okay. being the reason. Yeah. Um, but, know. you know, I think it was, well, well, there was a Facebook commenter who thinks it was a different reason. We'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. But, but anyway, our story starts in 1981 on March 14th. So this is the first sighting of the Mineral Point Vampire. Basically, the police were called to the Graceland Cemetery to investigate a trespassing. They said there was like a weird figure like walking around the cemetery. So the oh. police officers, obviously, this is a small town. They don't have a ton yeah, yeah, going yeah. on, I imagine. So right. no, they, they head over. Specifically, um, the officer, John Pepper, 
um, went over to kind of check it out, and he saw this dark figure lurking among the tombstones. <laughs> and uh, Officer John Pepper described this figure <laughs> as a huge person wearing a black cape with a white painted face, about six foot five, and ugly. <laughs> oh my god! Please <laughs> description. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Not, not, you didn't specify what made him ugly, but he was ugly. Um, so he saw this guy and he was like, Hey, what are you doing? And the being like looked at him, whoever this was, whether it was a guy, a vampire, whatever, he looked at Officer Pepper and he got spooked and he ran away and he easily scaled, like leapt over a four foot fence at the edge (laughs) of the cemetery. Other sources said it was a six foot fence, um, and then he like literally. T- totally jumped like superhuman leap over <laughs> the fence. <laughs> so <laughs> interesting. And then I that didn't come from Officer Pepper though. It was like some other local who sure. said that the fence was actually like taller than four feet. It I was don't 10 know. feet high. Yeah, I know. It just keeps getting higher and <laughs> higher as people yeah. retell the story. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when the police came back to look for evidence the next day, because it was night, so they couldn't really see a ton of stuff. So they came back the next day and they found footsteps uh, in the snow, I believe, leading up to the fence. But they didn't see any footsteps on the other side of the fence where the guy Ooh. had apparently okay. jumped over. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and this kind of confused them and they figured like maybe this was some kind of hoax. So they didn't really like look into it any further. But apparently, like, this became big news in the town. So um, (laughs) apparently, like, this was the first of many cemetery encounters with a vampire, although I couldn't find specific other um, sightings. But what did happen was this, like, created vampire fever in Mineral Point for, like, a couple weeks. (laughs) Like, everyone was talking about. fever. Yeah. It was such a, it was a huge topic. Everyone was talking about it. (laughs) I love Um, it. Yeah, so there were tons of people like saying, oh, I saw the vampire here, I saw the vampire there, but like not being very serious about it. Also, apparently, people were dressing as vampires at nice. bars. Yeah, they would like to go to the bar, dress as vampires, and they um, even made t-shirts. Oh. Yeah, they made sure. a t-shirt that said, like, I was bitten by the Mineral Point vampire oh or something like gosh. that. You're so bad. Yeah, oh, I know, so right? I know, yeah. And again, I will I'll touch on that. We'll come back to this, but very funny. Um, so everything kind of died down, though. Um, you know, this was kind of like a one-time thing. People were like crazy about it for like a couple months, and then uh, yeah. things kind of died down. And the next uh-huh. like major sighting did not actually occur until March of 2004. So same month. This was again in March, um, but, you know, uh, years later, like 20, I don't know, 23 years later. Um, so on this day, <laughs> the police received calls about a man who was in a tree near a local apartment building and he was like heckling tenants and like leaping <laughs> down at them <laughs> as they passed by and like trying Whoa. to scare them and stuff. Bro- and Brooke, so- Megan, that wasn't me. That wasn't me <laughs> I swear. Tonight. I-, I promise you. <laughs> right? Oh my Prove God. it, John. Oh boy, I can't. You guys got me. <laughs> Where was John in March of 2004? We don't know. Maybe there. Yeah. 
But anyway, so the police were called again because this guy was heckling everybody. And uh, so the when they approached, the vampire leapt to the ground from the tree. And then he like looked at him and ran off. And this time they said that he climbed a 10 foot concrete Ooh, wall. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, and oh, then dear. he disappeared into the night. And again, hmm. they said the police followed his tracks in the snow to the wall but could not pursue him past the wall because there were no tracks on the other side of the wall. So leading Weird. people to believe that maybe this was just a, a thought, but maybe as he climbed the fence and the wall, he like turned into a bat and flew away. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's why his footsteps were not on the other side. We don't know. So <laughs> anyway, again, he kind of disappears for four years. Um, also, interestingly, and I did not look into this because I couldn't really find anything besides a weird website who mentioned it, but apparently there was a state senator between 1981 and 2004 who was trying to make being a vampire illegal in Wisconsin, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did not look too much into it. Yeah, apparently it did because this guy disappeared for 23 years, but that's the reason that this, uh, this oh, author this gave her... Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's interesting. I would like to look more into that. Well, maybe we'll touch on it next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, very, very interesting. Um, so yeah, so 2004, he disappears for four more years, and then in July of 2008, the weirdest encounter I think of all of them happens. So, July of 2008, a young couple, Brandon Hines, who was 22 at the time, and Jamie Marker, who was 19. They were fishing at Ludden Lake at night around 10 p.m. I fished. And it. have you? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, this that's where this happened. Mm. Um, so they're mm. out on like a kind of like floating dock um yep. that goes out into the lake. Um yep. yeah. And they said so they heard something like crawling underneath the dock and brandon Ooh. actually said that it almost sounded Ooh. like someone was using the dock as a ladder underneath like climbing along the <gasps> underside of it very oh, odd heck no right so brandon he thought this was some type of animal so he was kind of sure. like stomping on the dock and then he heard yeah. something splash into the water hmm. and you know at this point they're like oh it's probably like a raccoon or something right. who knows so he has a flashlight and he shines it into the water and what they see at the end of the dock is a tall thin man with a white face oh. climbing <laughs> climbing oh. onto the dock yeah terrifying so terrified, Jamie ran immediately back to like start sprinting for the car. And then Brandon was like kind of in shock, like staring at this guy. And after a couple seconds, after getting a good look at him, he threw his flashlight at the man and then also sprinted <laughs> off. They like completely like they left all their belongings behind, like their fishing poles and everything. They were so terrified. They just booked it. Um, yeah. And they both described this figure as wearing a cape of some sort and, or like some kind of Dracula costume. Like that's yeah. what he literally mm -hmm. said. Um, and then Jamie claims to have witnessed the vampire rushing towards them as they sped away in the car. So like she got in the car, she was waiting for yeah. Brandon to get there. And then Brandon got there, they sped away and she looked in the rearview mirror and saw him like chasing after them. <laughs> uh, so naturally they both drove straight to the Mineral Point police station to report what they had seen. Oh, um, and the police went and investigated, they didn't find anything. And then the oh. following day, um, they, uh, Jamie and, Brandon went back to London Lake to retrieve their belongings mm. and they found everything like everything was accounted for except for the flashlight and Brandon Hines said whoever it is they could keep it <laughs> I love that so 
So he was, yeah. I get another uh, one. He did not want to see him again. Um, so this, to our knowledge, um, to what I could find, was the last real run-in with this uh, Mineral Point vampire character. Although there's other, like, uh, random things that kind of pop up every once in a while. But these are, like, the main encounters and then i found a <laughs> i love coming back to these facebook comments because it's so funny mm -hmm. um i found a facebook article that had like that was about the mineral point vampire and it had quite a few um shares and likes on it and this guy ryan <laughs> said the the vampire's name is nick sinetti and uh that's all he said there's no hey, what's up okay okay <laughs> like it might have just been one of his friends yeah, i don't know right, he didn't tag fun. anyone but I did I did look it up though. There was a guy named Nick Sinetti who lived in Mineral Point at the time. So who knows? Maybe yeah, maybe yeah. this guy knew. Maybe that yeah. was who maybe that guy was a Mineral Point vampire. Um and then a guy named Logan said people left the town because of the creatures. I think more than likely they left because there was no work, which I <laughs> wanted to touch on that because I thought that was probably yeah. true. They probably didn't leave because there was paranormal activity. The vampire took left. our work. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> all the mining work yeah um <clears throat> peggy said that she hasn't heard these stories but officer pepper gave her her first and only speeding ticket <laughs> <laughs> thanks officer pepper and my favorite like, one which i wish i want to like contact these people but yeah two, two different people john and jennifer both said that they had the shirt from 1981 that was going around uh, that said i was bitten by the vampire i know we it. need to find them and see what See what the shirt We're looks like. Totally buying it. Yeah, I if we could find it, I absolutely I would spend good money on that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's the Mineral Point Vampire. Um, I have a couple other things about Mineral Point I want to talk about, but first I want to ask you guys, what do you think the vampire is, Megan? Megan, what do you think? I kind of feel like it's just like a dude who just has like a very weird fascination with like being Edward Cullen from Twilight. Like, although this did come before Twilight came out, so maybe that was the That's... origination story. However, the like the later story is maybe like it was a, a different, just random goth guy to start back in the 80s and then like he stopped being a vampire or whatever. And then like someone else brought back his legacy after Twilight. Came Ooh, out because like the later stories i think came out around mm -hmm. that time so maybe because <sighs> it was a long period of time like 23 years so i'm like it, could it be the same guy maybe but be. that is a good question and then yeah. another thing that was kind of making me laugh can you imagine this like dripping wet vampire just like running after your car like that's just <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> but like maybe like his makeup's like dripping off his face that's it, terrifying it is terrifying <laughs> But what do you think, John? Do you think this is a real vampire? So, like, if, you know, if I heard <laughs> and then the guy chasing me, I would be like, okay, something up here. So what's super funny is my wife is obsessed with vampires. She's watched Twilight a billion times. Um, she's watched The Vampire Diaries. She's watched True Blood. If so this Vampire. This is you then. Yeah, I, so I feel like <laughs> John <laughs> trying to impress your wife. <laughs> it, what's super funny about it is, <laughs> like anything on vampires you watch. So I, you know, so I shared this story with her, and she goes, "Oh, I don't know. That sounds like fake." <laughs> I'm like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, but she's, she's like, because she considers herself an expert. 
Because she's yeah. read the Twilight books like a billion times. Anne Rice interview the vampire. Like I said, you would not believe she's done everything with vampires. And it's super funny because, like I said, when I shared to her, she immediately goes, ah, oh, it's fake. <laughs> I believe her. You know, I trust Me her too. opinion. Because when, like, I feel like if it was a real vampire, they wouldn't leave footprints in the snow to no, begin with. No, they would with, not. You know? No. That, that's, so- yeah. So you remember, like, with vampires, you know, one of the things, and I've been educated on this, by the way, so really quickly, <laughs> vampires move extremely fast, mm-hmm. they can shapeshift at any will, they can, they typically do not want to be seen, because they want to, uh, you know, remain anonymous and everything, so I think it was just somebody's bored in their small town, which Oh my God, I wish someone would do this in Spring Green where I live. (laughs) (laughs) Something. Because it's super boring. You know, when you live in a small town, like nothing Mm -hmm. happens. So I was just having fun. And, you know, I wish they would adapt it like the Ridgeway Ghost. You know what I mean? Like have like a vampire run, you know. Yeah, that'd be fun. Or have vampire cookies. I mean, you can do a lot of things with it. So I'm going to say a hard no. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I love. I love the story, though. I think it's very fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah. yeah, a couple other kind of fun things about Mineral Point because this again, town of like twenty five hundred people is very small, but there's like a lot of kind of weird stuff that goes on in this area. Um, so one thing is uh, there's this place called the Walker House. And it's one of the oldest inns in the state. It's also a restaurant. You can go there um, and have lunch or whatever. Um, but it looks very cool and spooky from the outside. And honestly, yes, it Megan, I feel like, didn't Wizard at Akita Box talk yes, about this did. place? Yeah, okay. Yes. I was like, I feel like I remember this. Um, so this place is really cool. Um, the current owners say that it's not haunted and that they found no evidence of ghosts. And I believe when Wizard told us about this place, he also said that he didn't think that it was haunted. He's never experienced anything. Mm, okay. But um, the one-time property manager of the place, um, Walker Calvert, who no longer owns it, um, he had numerous spectral encounters, including mm. one with the headless man in 1981. Oh, there we go again. Mm. And yeah, and this is... So what this might come from is... Some people believe that the paranormal activity dates back to um, a public execution of a murderer named William Caffey. And this execution actually took place at the Walker House on November 1st of 1842. And he was like hung. Yeah. And but what I thought was hilarious, though, was it said that he approached his hanging while playing the funeral march using empty beer bottles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Of course. Yeah, I was like, what a what a Wisconsin thing. But uh, but anyway, I thought that was so funny. I was like, well, maybe that kind of ties in with your headless horseman story. Maybe the yeah. original ghost. It's all connected. It is <laughs> Who knows? All connected. Yeah. So, but yeah, the Walker House looks awesome. I definitely, I definitely want to go there, even just for lunch. Not, you know, maybe it's not haunted, but it looks like a really cool yeah, place. Yeah, still cool. Um, yeah. Another thing that happened um, was a werewolf sighting, which happens mm. very frequently, it turns out. And another recurring character of the Dairyland Fright cinematic universe, Linda Godfrey, uh, talks about a woman who actually contacted her in 2004 
about a sighting of a werewolf from 1987. So she saw, she said that she saw a werewolf running as he was transforming in the middle of the day in spring in 1987. Mm-hmm. And she also claimed that like 15 to 20 other people also <laughs> witnessed this with her, but Linda couldn't find and corroborate the story with those other people. So she just had that kind of one-off story. Um, but, but again, like this place is not that far away from places like Elkhorn and stuff like that. Um, right. We talked about the Beast of Bray Road. So it's like, there's a lot of, like dogman type stories from this area too, which is kind of interesting. Right. Um, and then lastly, there was also a sighting of a bright, mysterious light in 1986. So very close in time. A lot of these things happened in the eighties. Um, so according to the W files by J Raff, um, a sheriff and several residents of mineral point witnessed a bright light hovering over the city and it appeared to be motionless. And then it took off at a high rate, um, with mm. no speed or or with uh, sorry with no sound um, so it took off at a high rate of speed sorry with no sound um, and it's just interesting because the apparently again like 10 to 20 people witnessed this and the timing is similar to like the werewolf sighting and the initial uh, vampire sightings um, and just yeah a lot of people think that mineral point is kind of a hotbed of paranormal sure. activity because of all this kind of weird and wacky stuff that happens despite again <laughs> it's a very small town and a very kind of like secluded area but uh but yeah so that's uh that's the mineral point vampire and that's uh mineral point <laughs> wisconsin it sounds like a fun place i've never actually been there yeah um but i would really like to go just i feel like the vibes are are intriguing <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's a very nice place. It's a nice little downtown. Ridgeway is a nice little downtown. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ridgeway has about seven bars and about three churches. So there you go. (laughs) More bars than churches. That's like the quintessential small town Wisconsin trope. (laughs) So we had some great stories today. Uh, I love, you know, we had a ghost that killed three people and can turn into a pig. And so that's pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, the the vampire, you know, people really getting behind that. I think it's, it's super cool. And also, you know, our paranormal news, it's something we will try to do from time to time to share with some interesting, uh, you know, whether it be sightings, pictures, news, whatever it might be. So, M- Megan, what do you think? Uh, anything you want to add? <laughs> I would be interested to know if Mineral Point has like a weird makeup of the land. Like, I just want to know what makes this a hotbed. Sure. Yeah, such weird, like activity. ley lines or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'll have to look into that. So mm-hmm. really, really quickly, if you look into that, they said the lead mines, the lead and the composition of rocks, kind of mm. are a magnet for Interesting. ghosts. See, hmm. that so, could be a theory. Yeah. One thing, just really quickly, uh, I'm going to put on my geeky hat, my tinfoil hat really hat quickly. nerd. <laughs> um, so if you live near, like, those huge power lines, you know, with the big steel frames. And, the, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, if, you, if your house is near there, there's a ton of paranormal activity in those homes and in, in those areas. Because the ghosts supposedly draw energy from the... Uh, Interesting. Yeah, so... That's something we can talk about, too. That's one topic I would love to talk about, like how do ghosts originate, how they get their power, and how does this happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Something we can talk about for a future topic. So what do you think, Brooke? Anything you'd like to add? Uh, Not really. Not really. I just think that this is such a – I just love the Driftless area in general. I think, like, the whole – like, even down to, like, Galena, Illinois, I would love to talk about that 
area soon because that has a lot of spooky paranormal stuff going on too Mm -hmm. like the the whole driftless area to me is just like it's so cool it's very secluded it's very like it just has a very interesting feel like wherever you are in that area it just there's like a specific energy that you kind of feel that i think like lends itself to all this like paranormal stuff so I think it's fine. I think we'll we'll end up talking about that area quite a bit in future episodes and um, keep coming back to it. So, Absolutely. yeah, it's fun. So, thank you again, Periscanis. We love your support. And, you know, again, we're going to have an Instagram page and possibly TikTok, right, ladies? Possibly? Yes. Yes, possibly. <laughs> not, not immediately. Not I, immediately. I just... I literally like uh, made the Instagram account like just now, so it exists. Yeah. There's nothing on it yet. Yeah, um, but it's so we will have, all one word. Yeah. yeah, we will have different things for Megan and Brooke, and uh, they'll drag me into it, even though I don't have an account. <laughs> so we'll talk about shows coming up. We'll put uh, some great pictures out there. We'll be some great sightings, uh, maybe some videos if we can do that. Either way. Make sure you check us out. And again, like we always end every show, tell your ghost we said hi. <laughs> uh, Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. See ya. Bye.